Welcome to the Arrest or Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Hello and welcome to Arrest or Mimics. My name is Ben Talon. I am your host. This is the original thinking and creative innovation podcast. How is everyone doing? Hope my listeners are well. Today's weather is frightened grounds not making it onto the tube and drawings that you can't quite throw away but they're too bad to put out into the world. Drawing purgatory. Yes, that's the weather this week. <laughs> Hope everybody's good. It's getting weirder, isn't it? Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're enjoying this segment. No one really comments about it. I wonder if anyone's listening or taking notice of it, or if people just think I'm losing my mind week by week in my studio. Maybe I am. Maybe it's been... Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed last week's show. Um, been getting some great feedback. Gordon Reed, top fella. Um, I met him at DNAD Festival, and... I thought this guy's got stories. He's just one of those people that strikes you as someone who can talk. And talk talks a lot of sense about design. We talked a lot about the difference between versatility in your work and specialist styles. So go and check that out. Still on soundcloud.com forward slash arrest or mimics. Top fella. So cheers to Gordon. Uh, middle boop for coming on the show. You really need to check that one out if you've not already heard it. Um, Gordon's work's amazing. So go and check that out too. Uh Next few weeks, we've got some interesting guests coming up for you. We have got the Psychology of Colour special. Trust me, it's a good one. It's really interesting. Um, We've got Justine Fox coming to talk to us about that. She's a colour psychologist. Uh, She's a specialist, so she gets consultancy, uh, goes into businesses, advises them on branding, why they shouldn't use this colour, what that colour means. It's it's cool stuff. Trust me, it's good stuff coming up. Um, Sponsors, my lovely sponsors. Keep this show going free every week. Uh, Heart Internet. We'll start with Heart today. I never start with Heart. Heartinternet.co.uk. You can check them out. They provide services such as hosting, SEO, websites, uh, you name it. It's all the web stuff. They'll go and tell you more, but go and check them out. Um, And they're really cool. And every week they provide us with an SEO slash social media tip. Um, And I've started to build it in around the guests more than not these days, if there's a story to tell there um, this week. Liz Atkin is my guest. We're going to get onto what she does shortly. Um, it's a project called Compulsive Charcoal. But I found Liz through social media. Uh, she was doing the rounds. I kept seeing her name popping up. I kept seeing these awesome drawings over the top of the free newspapers that you get on the London Underground and Overground and National Rail. And they were really vibrant, lovely drawings. And I thought, what's going on there? I don't know what, don't know what the deal is. Um, I'm not going to give that away just yet. But what I will say is that Liz was making great use of social media by Instagramming these things and taking pictures of all of her works that she gives away to commuters. Uh, keep an eye out for her. You might get a free original artwork by Liz Atkin. Um, and I just thought it was a beautiful thing. So I messaged her on Twitter and she got back and said, yeah, I'm up for it. Where do you want to meet? Um, you know, let's do it when I'm out on my rounds. We'll catch up. Uh, we'll meet each other on a platform and we'll have a chat. As simple as that. And that's social media, the power of it. And Liz's project is a so like incredibly personal, incredibly personal project. Very deep. We'll get into that. Liz will tell us all the backstory to that in a moment. But it's um, it's both inspiring, intriguing, and it just underlines the power of personal in this industry. And I think people connect with that stuff deeply. I did a talk, um, thanks to anyone who came down to that, a designer's block. Nice to see a few friendly faces there. So I'm misled in the crowd. Check her out. The crowd. I'm lying now. It was quite a small number, but it was good fun and it was a really good crowd. But Joe came down to cheers for that. Go and check out her two episodes. Episode 38 and episode 4. Parts 1 and 2. Go and listen to that. Um, Sorry I got sidetracked there. But 
it's a beautiful project and my talk was about play and the need to keep doing that personal stuff that you want to do for no other reason than because you enjoy it or you love it or you're interested in it you know what i mean the stuff that you pick up a pencil to do it in the first place because without motivation we can't do well in this industry it's as simple as that so it's one of those wonderful projects that's connected with a it's an insular like you know this has come from one person's experiences but this has connected with so, so many people for so so many reasons and that's powerful stuff on social media. So there you go. Don't overlook the little quirky things that you do, the little weirdo inside of all of us. Bring them out, show them to the world, stick them on a tube and make them draw, and this is what happens. So cheers to hatinternet.co.uk uh, for that little tip there. Get your personal stuff into your social media. People will connect. Um, Illustration Limited, founding sponsor. Great guys, providing you with an amazing roster of around 200 artists and illustrators worldwide, animators, really, really, really powerful stuff going on on their website, some awesome illustrations, animations. Uh, this morning, actually, I've just been round to Rohan uh, Easton's studio, top top guy on the agency, and he's done these amazing um, animated trailers for Yusef, uh, Yusef, UNICEF recently highlighting really sad stories the plight of syrian uh, refugee like children it's really really heartwarming stuff to see what our you know our work can do in that respect but really heartbreaking subject matter uh but they represent him and many many other people doing loads of cool transmedia work so go and check them out illustrationweb.com been supporting this show since day one so thanks to those guys and last but certainly not least printed.com who's read the column that i've started with them Go and have a look. This is like a freelance advice column. I've started every, well, twice a month. We're doing twice a month. Go and check it out, printed.com. Go and have a look at their blog and chase that up. They're doing uh, not only over 90 different printed products and all, you know, awesome range of finishes and all that, all the good stuff that you need from a printer, but they're really championing the creative industries and they're getting behind the show in a real big way. And we've worked together great. We've built a really nice relationship and I love working with those guys and now providing two freelance advice columns every month. So go and check it out, printed.com. Uh, and speaking of printed, so they do a range of postcards, right? And after my encounter with Liz Atkin on the tube, which we'll get into in a moment, she hands me this beautiful postcard and it's got an awesome montage of all of her charcoal drawings on the, on the free newspapers. And it's just a simple thing. She pulled them out of a bag, a big wadge of postcards. I went to Designer's Block show opening at London Design Festival last week and... I was carrying my bunch of Arrest All Mix flyers in my back pocket like the little cowboy that I am. Um, so then, you know, you get chatting to people and i got the business card, but I've also got my A5 flyers, sorry, A6 postcard-sized flyers. Pull them out, all the show's links, quotes from the guests, boom, there, there's what I do. Go and listen to it. And Liz Atkins done the same thing. So she gives the uh, commuters her charcoal drawing at the end of the session before she gets off the tube. Along with a beautiful glossy little postcard, which you can you can get, of course, at printed.com. So go and check them out, and cheers for all the support from my sponsors. So let's talk some more about Liz. She's a lovely lady. So I saw this project doing the rounds. Um, here's this lady on the tubes, doing drawings on the free newspapers and giving them to passengers. So I thought, what's going on there? Like, what's Why is she doing it? What's going on? So I read a bit more into the project. And as Liz will tell us today, there's a very deep uh, origin to this project. Uh, Liz suffers from a disorder called compulsive skin picking and one of the methods she has of dealing with that is to draw 
she finds it a beautiful distraction, a beautiful way to occupy herself. And she started to draw with a pack of charcoal that a friend gave her. She'll tell the full story in detail coming up. Um, but essentially she started to give away the drawings drawn on the free newspapers on the Evening Standard and the Metro on tubes, on tube trains and giving them to commuters free. So not only does that person get to watch someone drawing quite robustly and quite fast... Uh, on the tube, and then get they you know they get a free piece of artwork at the end. She'll leave them on the floor for someone to pick up. So you you tend to get a mixture of people looking totally flabbergasted and and you know what's this what's this crazy lady doing there, and others completely delighted when they realise they get the free artwork. So Liz does that, sticks her Instagram handle on it, passes it on, leaves it, moves on. But she'll tell us uh, you know why this wonderful kind of surface that you see of someone doing a drawing and handing over the drawings is a wonderful thing because it enlightens somebody's journey and gives a point of interest instead of our mobile phone screens or you know nodding off like you see most people doing. But it's just wonderful. And I got in touch with Liz and said, I love what you're doing. This is really, really awesome. Um, I'd love to talk to you for the podcast. Uh, here's who I am. This is what I do. So she got back and I said, would it be overly ambitious to look at doing this on the tube when you're doing your drawings and I want to be a part of it I want to talk to the people who um you know who are doing this with you uh and she was totally up for it so you know that's where you find me on Crystal Palace platform uh platform two (laughs) waiting for Liz and off she gets and she's a lovely lovely um positive bright person I I loved spending time with her and she told me a full story and she's one of those people it felt like I immediately knew her longer than I had you know Really pleasant person to be around, and we had a, I had probably my best tube journey since I've come to London. To be honest, it was really, really fun and really kind of adrenaline pumped for me because I'm thinking, how are people going to react to this? You know, what are people going to be doing? Uh, I've got to ask random people if I can chat to them for the show. What the hell? You know, like I hope this doesn't backfire. I hope it's all cool. Um, and it couldn't have been better. And I didn't want to leave at the end of the journey. Liz was awesome, and it was just really, really wonderful. So she will tell us the full story and everything that's going down. And I want your feedback. So hit us up on the Twitter, at Rest All Mimics, or at Ben Talon, whatever you prefer. Get me on the show. It's always the best one. And then we can share the discussion with other people, other listeners, other creative professionals. Uh, thanks to everyone who's come down to both talks at Thread at the VNA on Friday night, talking about marketing yourself on zero budget digitally, and at Designer's Block. Um, at the London Design Festival, both events. So thanks so much for anyone who came and anyone who enjoyed it. I'm glad that happened. I love doing these things, even though I get really nervous right before it. Um, so you find me on Platform 2, Crystal Palace, with Liz Atkin, and she will tell us all about compulsive charcoal. I studied theatre, uh, so I did a degree in theatre, and then uh, ten years went by and I did a Masters in Dance, mm. and since I was a child I've had this disorder so since I was about seven yeah. I've picked at my body picked my skin and yeah. I had no idea it was a, a thing I've, I've always done it as yeah. far back as I can remember um, there are skin pickers in my family so my mum okay. picks her lips and picks her fingers and picks yeah. her body and she's now in her 70s so I kind of I know that there's this I now know because I've learned a lot about it that it, there is a kind of hereditary link but both my parents did it. I think everybody picks a spot, picks a bit of skin and doesn't yeah. even think about it. Uh, <laughs> this is slightly slightly different to that. It yeah. is yeah. completely... It overwhelmed my body. So all through my teens, my face, my fingers, my arms, my chest, my back, my feet, my knees. Yeah. I would have open wounds the whole time that right, I'd be okay. picking yeah. at 
constantly. Um, my skin would get infected. I was always in pain. I was always hiding it, covering it up. No I was going to say, there was, was, was there a self-conscious element to that? Yeah. Hugely. Yeah. So a big part of it is that nobody knew because I was so careful to hide it like an mm. addict. I had a, you know, all of my wardrobe was disguising yeah. parts of the body I didn't want people to see. Makeup would hide it on my face. So for decades I went with this illness rattling along the background but then I started this course this masters in dance didn't intend to be having this therapeutic experience but the first um, thing they asked us to do was uh, record how we move like just go in a dance studio set the camera up and watch how you sit and stand and how you cross the room really Mm. pedestrian movement and I remember sitting in this auditorium thinking shit if I set a camera up and I record how I move I know I pick my fingers I pick my face within seconds Uh, and anyway so it was an exercise we were asked to do it I set the video camera up and I think I lasted about 12 seconds and my fingers went up to my face and then I just recorded myself for like three hours and I watched my disorder on the screen I'd never seen it I'd never even thought about it as a thing that my body just did without me even thinking about it it's the, you know it was so unconscious at the time mm. and I was covered in scabs and wounds and whatever yeah. but of course I've signed up for a course which is physical and visual yeah. and everyone's in leotards and like ridiculousness and I'm in a roll neck kind of going shit I've paid all this money for two years mm. what am I going to do and anyway that was the start of me kind of thinking what is this let's have a look at it and, you know, I rang my mum and said, I think I'm going to look at my skin picking. And she was like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, everyone else is choreographing all these beautiful things. And I was like, actually, mm. I've got this weird choreography in my body. What, what is it? I'm going to look at it. I'd never had therapy. I'd never... I'd never... I mean, the internet was had a lot of information. So this is like 15 years ago. But I'd never even met anyone else that did this and had a problem with it. And, of course, you type it into Google and it is just... I was going to say, this sounds common. Epic. If there were three people in your family, I would imagine it's yeah, more common than people it's think. It's much more common. I now know it can be as common as one in 25. Wow. Might have okay, a problem with really it, which is common. actually higher than anorexia. Yeah, that's Which really makes you realise that as a geez, condition yeah. that human beings live with, we probably all do groom all the time. There is a kind of grooming thing that humans do. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it. it isn't a big step to kind of realise that that can go out of control and now know that it's kind of a chemical imbalance in the brain, they're they're looking into why it happens in animals and why it happens in humans so it happens Mm. in cats and dogs it happens in fish, it happens in you know, monkeys, chimpanzees Wow, so would it be fair to say that then then this gave you a positive channel Um, Yes! Something to have really kind of become even more aware of it to the point where I don't know where, where, I don't know I'm now at the point where I'm an advocate for the disorder, so I mean 15 years have gone by since that recording of it um and all of my creative work since has been about my body and about my skin so Mm. my my photography stuff that i've given you the postcards for is um all about what the illness feels like what it what my skin imaginatively looks like so it's all about just transforming that into something visual so for me it's it's a channel now yeah. and actually I live with this illness every day there's nothing yeah. I can take to make it go away but what a great way to, um, to, to what, a, what a bold move to, to actually put that out there in the public realm but also yeah. what a beautiful thing to deal with it so robustly yeah 
yeah so the drawing thing is very recent I've only started doing that since October last year Mm. so I haven't drawn since I was at school I did A level art and I probably haven't touched a piece of charcoal since Um, and a friend bought me some charcoal I had a a really big nervous breakdown three years ago which kind of changed my life I had a a sort of full-time job I was in a senior management position and I got really sick and I didn't know I was Mm. struggling with depression and anxiety and a year off work kind of followed Um, and a friend bought me some charcoal in the middle of this kind of time off Mm. and said oh you're always crumbling things and sticking them on your face you know why don't you have some charcoal (laughs) and stick those on your face (laughs) so it was a bit of a joke and then we were actually on holiday and I started drawing we were in Wales and I started drawing some mountains and I bought a little sketchbook and I was I just quite enjoyed it and I had hadn't even made the connection until much later that of course working with charcoal I get really messy so my fingers are covered in charcoal my nails get blackened wow. I can't touch my skin ah, okay right I can't I pick never my body made that connection when I saw the project That's so really it became a thing that actually it really helps me because if I every all the time I'm drawing if I'm covered in charcoal like my hands can't go up to my face and touch my face or I end up looking like a chimney sweep so I basically just started sketching and I wow. found it really relaxing and yeah, it was never a thing of like, oh my God, this is this new thing. It just was sort of, it sort of subtly started mm. joining my creative process, I guess. And then I started drawing on the train and I got a job that was in North London. So I took a little sketchbook with me and I started drawing. To start with, there were these sort of sketches of mountains that were just coming out of my imagination and I drew repeatedly. So because of the compulsive nature of the illness I find that I draw compulsively Mm. so I won't just do one drawing I'll do 700 drawings so I filled about 40 sketchbooks in like two weeks and I realised that that sort of compulsive drawing thing made me feel better and every time I wanted to pick or felt edgy I would draw Mm. and then I put these little sketchbooks in my bag and I was doing this commute it's like a two and a half hour commute from where I live and I ran out of a sketchbook like 20 minutes into the into the journey and I was like oh my god how am I gonna you know I know I'm gonna pick my fingers I know this is difficult for me what am I gonna do and of course there are newspapers everywhere I just picked up a paper next to me and started sketching on it quite liked what was going on and took a photo and I put it on Instagram and all my friends on Instagram went mad and were like, what's this? Where's this? What? Who did this? And I was like, I, I did. And it was like a 30-second thing that's yeah. gone. And then the next time I got on a train, I'd forgotten to put a sketchbook in, so I sort of deliberately picked up the newspaper and now it's a thing. And I quickly realised that I don't need all these drawings I do, so now it's kind of quite altruistic, is that right? Yeah. The word? Where, you know, it's just a nice thing to give to whoever's next to me and people are kind of intrigued, kind of freaked yeah, out. Yeah, I'm excited about seeing this firsthand. <laughs> so it's quite nice to now just, you know, especially if someone catches my eye because that would start, that started to happen quite a lot, like, what's that lady doing? And then, Oh, people get uneasy. Either yeah. uneasy or intrigued. And people finds. think, I'm trying to sell something, so it's lovely to be able to say, look, it's a free paper, mm. it's a free drawing, would you like it? Oh, what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and also because that started to happen, the postcard that I've shown you, I, I now give people a postcard and say, Brilliant. This yeah. is what this is about, which also then opens up these little conversations yeah. with Londoners. And it's just, it's just, multi, it's a lovely multifaceted thing because not only do you maybe just give someone a little lift or intriguing moment in the yeah. day that they might otherwise be on their phone or half asleep, Absolutely. like we all are on the tubes, I guess, 
but also it's fantastic for you yeah. on a very personal level but yeah. also what a wonderful way to raise awareness of the condition yeah, totally so it's just, just and so it just so many people I think the thing with any kind of mental health thing um, compulsive skin pickings kind of connected to mental health problems and it, it 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 rears up in lots of different places when people get uneasy or unsettled some people develop it late in life so it can it can happen at any time the fact that i've had it all my life is just Mm. one version of it is you know it's like a lot of mental health problems it doesn't just you know it doesn't just go away it's something i i have to actually actively manage every day so you know to get chatting to people who then tell me little snippets about mental health things they've had in their families or their friends or whatever you know mental health affects us all and mental Mm -hmm. illness affects us all in different ways maybe through someone we've we've met or a colleague or a friend and it's so common that actually I think any little moment in the day Mm -hmm. where I can do something to raise awareness for it is is job done that's beautiful yeah I I did a I did a campaign uh, a few years back for Calm I don't know if you've heard of the charity yes I do but I did I found the statistic that that suicide was the biggest killer of young men in this country yeah. Ter- terribly sad yeah. uh, as, as a generally quite happy person I, f- I found it heartbreaking that other people didn't have the, the friends that they could talk to like yeah. I did or the outlet that is my creativity and it's a real sense of belonging totally. so I did a yeah. campaign where I, I kind of pulled together this network of creatives I knew photographers, designers, whoever else yeah. uh, and I, I managed to get access to people like Stephen Merchant and, and Danny Dyer and chat to all these people about their careers uh, and it was just fascinating, you know, about that sense of belonging and, and, and what it does to people on the tiniest level, whether it's just a hobby and something you, you know, yeah. you share the love of a band with a friend, for example yeah. or you might go the other extreme and be in a band and pursue yeah, this as yeah, a career yeah. Whatever extreme that is, I just think it, it helps people just fit and yeah. belong, and, and it gives a vehicle to express themselves in totally. in some way. And I'm just such a big advocate of creativity, and uh, it's so incredible, be, you know, being yeah a way to do that. The other big thing that happened in my life following the nervous breakdown, I had a year out, and I quit my job, and I just sort of took a leap of faith towards the creative stuff I was doing. I had no job to go to. I, but I, just something in me, I was like, you know what? It's far more important that I'm being creative every day, and I'll find a way to make money, yeah. make a living from it. And like three years later, I'm teaching all kinds of settings. If someone wow. had said to me, you know, you're going to walk away from a salary and a pension, and you're going to have a really fluid yeah. life where one job ends and another begins, and like you were saying, there might be gaps where there's no work, but actually. I, I teach in hospitals, I teach in prisons, I teach tiny children, I teach older people. Yeah. You know, I work with vulnerable people in mental health settings. You know, and yeah. those jobs are so important. An important and, role, and every, crucial role. Everything I see with a creative activity is that person, whether it's 20 minutes or 10 minutes or two minutes, a creative engagement with something might change someone's whole day, gotcha. might change their life. You never know yeah. what an impact that's going to have, but you know over and over and over I see people have these wonderful you know light bulb moments of I made this I yeah. did this I'm responsible yeah. for this it's and the it best changes feeling. everything yeah. for somebody and it's powerful so yeah my my sort of downfall if you like has actually turned out to be the best thing that could have happened yeah. in my life what so. a beautiful story of a positive out of a negative you know yeah you know it's amazing yeah right I think we should get on the train let's then. get on yeah. the train <laughs> let's do it <laughs> one thing I thought earlier I thought, have you ever had any like negative experiences from it from this people kind of yeah I've had people telling me off for littering really yeah um, somebody said it was dirty <laughs> uh, but mostly the, the, some of the most extraordinary moments are the least likely people to engage with it so I was drawing in Canary Wharf on the DLR 
and a businesswoman got on in a cream suit and she looked and she was probably in a Sixties, and I, you know, and I was drawing right next to her, and I feel, you know, sometimes I feel people shifting their legs, like, oh god, this person's being messy. What's that? Um, and yeah, she, she sort of, she took her music out and said, this is amazing. What are you doing? And I, so I said, oh, would you like this one? This, this is for you. Oh my god, yes, please. And she folded this thing up. And she got off the train, and she just had black fingerprints on her, <laughs> on her lovely cream skirt. <laughs> I was like, oh. And it was fantastic, you know, we had this little moment and it might have been, I don't know, five, five minutes of her on the same train with me. She took two in five minutes. Wow, that's and good. She went. And she didn't mind. Did she, did she know she had the Yeah, fingerprints? she was laughing. She was like, oh, you know, oh, that's it doesn't cool. matter. And it's cool. So it's nice because you get these moments where people are like um, intrigued and then worried about the mess. So sometimes I just say to people, just just take a photo if you don't want to take it. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, Carry a kind of air spray yeah, and mix it. I don't, I, I do explain to people that it's very, uh, you know, it's, if it's too messy, just take a photo. Yeah. So, um, if you don't mind. No, you take a photo. <laughs> so, do you do it on all the, all the lines? I do wh- whenever I'm on a journey. So. Oh, right, so you just fit it into your schedule. And every day, at some point, I'm on a train, so I will draw whenever... Um, whenever I get on the train, basically, or any public transport. Basically, if I find a, a paper, so I can see there's one over there, I'm like a hawk, kind of look up the carriage looking for um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. blank papers. <laughs> um, the other thing that sort of connects with the illness is the speed of it. And it wasn't until a guy filmed me doing a drawing yeah. I realised, you know, they, they're, they're quick, but um, I suddenly was like, oh my God, the speed of my fingers going across the paper is like the speed of the skin picking. So I, if I was picking my shoulder or my back, yeah. my hands would do this kind of clawing movement across my skin. And for me, I see that when someone takes a picture of it, I'm like, that looks exactly like the disorder, wow. but it's channeled into something else. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense in the sort of way, yeah. And then I take a photo, and then at the <laughs> so end of the journey, I have about, I average about 50 or 60 on a given Wow. Do you day. keep any for yourself? No. I'm going to give this one to the guy next to us. Have you put a time frame on it or do you think this is now something you'll always do? Uh, that's a really good question. I think it's something I'm probably always going to do. Yeah. So I've started doing it wherever I am. Um, I've been asked to go and do it in Singapore in January. Is that right? <laughs> on the trains. Oh wow. In Singapore for, for two weeks. So, what an um, awesome thing. There's a, a festival for skin uh, happening for two weeks in January. and. Um, I applied so that I could you know, see if I could show some of the photo- photograph stuff and they, they really liked the whole drawing thing. So they basically said, would you come do this on the trains in Singapore? 
So, wow. And I, I, I've done it on flights. Uh, You're going to have a global transport superstar. Started doing, I gave, I gave um, <laughs> 10 to a load of um, air hostesses on a flight to Dallas in April. Wow. I was asked to speak at a mental health conference, so I, I did it while I was there and on the train, on the flight. Wow, that's brilliant. So, yeah. Ah, oh, so good. I mean, that, that, but again, that's what you said earlier about um, the internet. That's the, the huge positive side, the, the exposure we, we can get now with yeah. something that's very human as this is and very... Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's the simplicity of it makes it very endearing. It's such a <laughs> yeah. great cause. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, I guess it's something you pick up, you do there and then hand over. But actually, you know, people love a story and this has got a wonderful story. So yeah, that's the stuff that really uh, does connect online with people and large communities so I suppose we've seen the great great plus of that that you can ask to go out it's mad. to the other side and of the world to, to say this. to me you know this thing you do this picking thing you, by the way could you come and do some drawing <laughs> it's like what it's mad yeah and that's I think that's the other thing that's kind of crazy about it that you know this this disorder was hidden from everybody in my life like I hid it from partners I hid it from my family I hid it from my friends people I work with yeah. And you know now it's like one of the first things people know about me. <laughs> it's kind so of good. weird. So I tend to just uh, put them on chairs if there's another man. Yeah. And then let someone pick them up <laughs> at some point. Have you got? Um, do you take much notice of what you're drawing over? Um, it's quite instant. I make the decision about it based on the image. So this is like a great because it's a whole page. So that's the cover of your homes and property in the standards. It is. I, I find the a big image that's like full page is great because I can just kind of get get a lot done really quickly. Sometimes the really um, little adverts catch my eye if it's a colour or if it's a person or it's it's more about like the speed of yeah. my eye finding something interesting I, yeah. don't, I don't really think about it so sometimes they've been you know kind of quite weird adverts that just <laughs> kept, that just seem sort of interesting to draw over do you have any favourites or stand out things that made you laugh sometimes there's like quite comical facial expression things in adverts and they, they look really good when they've been completely like <laughs> defaced and cartoonified yeah. or famous people every, famous yeah. people yeah gives things a like hearted feel I suppose yeah that line almost does give it an air of, air of cartoon yeah I think as well for me it's the the speed of how quick I can capture it it's yeah. part of my brain working quickly which I think um that's again really connected to the disorder. Yeah. It's like it's, it's about speed. You know, the, the thing about it being the journey as well is that everybody that is around me is probably going to get off the train in a few stops. Yeah. So I can't do something that's of course you know, precise and yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's, it's the speed thing that um, sometimes I can get in a flow and get quite a few done. They take about a minute usually, but yeah. Um, sometimes I can do them even faster, but it just depends <laughs> it depends what it is if it's really intricate I might get into it a bit more than yeah of <laughs> yeah I see it will be a good, really good uh, drawing just a basic drawing exercise as well yeah. you know to, to break students who are quite cagey with the way they draw and quite precious yeah. just to force them to, to draw faster be a little bit more artistic I do, I, I do this actually in my kids classes is that yeah. right yeah, yeah. I, t- I started taking them in for children just taking newspaper in for children and saying yeah. Um, graffiti. Yes. Yeah. Do whatever they want, and little ones love that. Yeah. 
I teach um, five to twelve year olds and they respond really well to it. I'll try to do, yeah. Um, this drawing's for you. Postcards. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this sort of thing, I like the. There's so many skylines in London on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's the property section. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that in my next time I need some reference for yeah. London skyline. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Do you, do, you have, do you ever end up with like a crowd? People? Yes, I, don't, I had a whole carriage give me a round of applause once, which was a bit odd. Um, <laughs> they were all, like this captive audience, but the weird thing is because I've got this kind of performance background, I kind of it didn't it didn't really occur to me that it was like a performance until that sort of happened. And then I was like, oh yeah, I suppose people get start watching, and then it's like a yeah live. Yeah. Well, this is not you're not used to seeing it, are you? I mean, you might get the odd person with a sketchbook that yeah. doodle or something, but you don't often see someone so expressively drawing in public like that. On a, <laughs> certainly not on the tube. <laughs> you know that <laughs> filthy <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> Literally, actually, is in my case. But yeah, <laughs> um, well, it kind of is. You know, to me, it's kind take of that about, and do is, that in private somewhere. It's kind of art form to me. I've been watching is, people do, do their true. thing, and it's like <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and, and a lot of people are really precious about doing their work in front of people, so yeah. it's nice to see. I think that's part of it as well. I, I, I like the fact that it's not precious. I don't even think about what I'm... Like, you know, I don't set out going, oh, well, I hope today I'm going to draw or whatever. Of it's course. just a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very different to what I draw at home as well. Yeah. So it's very good for my imagination, good for my sort of... Good for sort of immediacy, you know. It's imp- it's improvising with the charcoal every yeah. time. This is the London Overground service to Highbury and Islington. The next yeah. station is. Should we move down with a small? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This whole series of things um, called Slow TV, which sort of originates in Norway, where they filmed two reindeer herders walking across this big expanse of whatever, and. Uh, it basically lasts seven hours oh, and really? all you're watching is the journey you're just like on the front of the that's cool I've watched that and it's so slow and so meditative and lovely and they've, they've just done one which is the bus that goes right across Yorkshire just a camera on the front of the bus and it's wow. like a public transport journey but it's oh nice I'm from Yorkshire I've watched that I know I sense that I sense that <laughs> sense so, or is it the accent it's the accent <laughs> might have given it away might have given it away it wasn't my sixth sense <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd enrol at that college. You so would, just yeah, because of that drawing. Oh, Westminster College, so Lizzie's drawing over uh, the, the bloke who's been chosen to grin on the front yeah. of the Westminster he's, College advertisement. He's, he's grinning, <laughs> so he's been in charcoal. I'd invest nine grand a year. Would you? Yeah, just because of the charcoal? If I got Drew on like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think, to be honest, I, I tweeted mine because I graffitied their advert. And I was like, this is the perfect thing. A person with a mental health issue yeah. drawing all over your thing yeah. for mental health that they didn't pick up. But I was quite excited. Oh, that's possibly, it's really cool. But the thing is, most most charities are quite receptive to you know, it's a good idea, I find. Yeah. Things like this. The one, with, the one that I did with Karmic was just a case of I approached them, they gave it their blessing, and we that's carried great. out, you know, we checked all the guidelines that we weren't breaking any, any, any rules or anything, and then 
yeah. And then that was it. It was, you know, we went, went out and carried out the work. And it's for you. It. For me. Yeah. <laughs> Why I'm drawing. I draw because I like drawing. Absolutely. <laughs> there is a bit of a story behind it though. So you can have a look. There's a lot of um, people in this one. Yeah. I'm going to ask him a question about, uh, yeah. about being a recipient. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mate, do you mind if I ask you a question about the drawing? No. I'm doing a podcast. Is that cool? Okay. I'll send you a link to it if you give me a, an email. Yeah, sure. So what's, what's your name and where are you going? Uh, my name's Dave. I'm going to Hackney. Cool. And you've just been given a drawing by yeah, Zach King. So just, is it so, it's something unusual in it, I guess? Do you get, yeah. see many people drawing on the... On the uh, you don't see anyone drawing on the... It's true, actually. Everyone's, again, on the, everyone's on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you know, it's more interesting than, uh, than yeah. looking at Facebook or. Did you expect you were going to get one? I didn't expect one. <laughs> um, it's something I, different, I, I isn't it? I quite liked. So, so Liz is sitting next to me doing these drawings, just putting them on the floor. And I quite like just the idea of somebody just doing it, doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Liz was saying earlier that some of them just end up, you know, that some people don't pick them up, or they might be picked up an hour later. Who knows? But yeah. it's uh, it's better than the standard metro anyway. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a, the only other artwork that we see on these trains is full of adverts in it. Yeah, so it's quite nice to have something uh, visually appealing that isn't trying to sell the next Yeah, it's that's, yeah, that's very true actually. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Would you be interested in uh, answering a couple of questions about the drawing? Is that, I'm doing a podcast, is that cool? I'll just put it down there and ask you, what's, what's your name and where are you going? Uh, my name's Izzy. I'm going... I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> just drifting. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, do you see many people drawing on, on the underground? Nope. I'm from Greece, actually. Okay, so you're just visiting? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> so. Oh, that's cool. So, something that you find quite novel to see someone just drawing away, like. Oh yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Just giving it away. And, and did you expect to get one? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. You got a nice little freebie, a nice little piece, of, an original piece of art for your journey. And there goes another one. <laughs> Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your trip. <laughs> It would have been wrong not to get the, uh, the recipients' yeah. thoughts on this. That was good. <laughs> that. Some of them are a bit odd. This is a person in a balaclava at some festival or something. She's a bit. There's always odd images. Very good for, for charcoal. <laughs> the, the nice thing is you can you can artistically destroy the information with it and, yeah. and leave it open to the viewer's imagination. Then suddenly, if you take the information away, there are quite a lot of weird images in these. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Have you got a favourite line to work on? Favourite line? Oh well, I'm often on this line, which is the overground. Yeah. Um, which I quite like because the seating's opposite. You get yeah. a little, quite a captive kind of thing. But sometimes in sort of other, um, on some of the other lines where the where the seating's really close, I think people, it freaks people out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so this is quite good because it's it's not too. Close. It could be worse. You could be drawing them. I could be drawing them. Like looking up every two seconds yeah, and stone. Quite a lot, don't you? I see people drawing other people quite a lot. Yeah, my old tutor did. Um, 
actually I'll send you a link so you might like that yeah. there's another newspaper one my old illustration show called Steve Wilkin and he did um, I forget the name of it it's na- I think it's named after the journey number but he, he, he commutes from Hepton Bridge to Preston ah, Uni where I studied and, yeah. uh, every day and it's like a 50 minute journey and yeah. each way he draws passengers and their beautiful lovely flowing drawings and he produced a whole newspaper of, uh, of like a year's worth it might have been more it might have been his whole time of doing it yeah. and he shows like his best 30 and uh, laid it all out and designed this beautiful newspaper with all the passenger illustrations really that's nice that's amazing yeah, really oh, yeah send it to me I'll send you a link it's a lovely project yeah in fact, I keep getting into it in the room about that. Well. Do you want this weird one then? Oh, yes, please. I was really hoping you could be one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a really good one. I'm a big wrestling fan as well, so it's, oh, yeah. it's kind of got the Lucha Libre. Well, I just sensed Mexican that. It was, wrestling it was the Yorkshire, <laughs> it was the wrestling. It's the fact that he's interviewing me in a wrestling mask. <laughs> viewers, you're not viewers, you're podcast listeners. I'll leave that to their imagination. <laughs> they didn't know that. Oh, All these wonderful. podcasts they've been listening to, and you're actually dressed in a wrestling mask. <laughs> And I'm going to like uh, illustrate and yeah. illustrate his talk tonight. Well, if you're so going I'll to like, illustrate his talk, you've got to wear a <laughs> wear a balaclava. I might just pop in boots and get some extra and <laughs> yeah. fix it. <laughs> I don't carry it with me. You can fold it now. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. We'll Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> so what is um what does what does your mum think of this? You mentioned she in the beginning it. that you said she you know about it. the whole she dancing. I'm, well, she does think I'm nuts, which is true. But um, <laughs> nuts is good. Literally nuts. No, but she she's really happy that. Yeah, something that's not like you like we were saying that it's good for me but it's a nice thing for other people yeah um i've had some kind of really nice press about it i inadvertently gave one to a bbc producer so i ended up on radio london about nice, um, nice. three or four months ago which was really nice um yeah and you know the, the sort of publicity stuff has been you know, it's nice to get press for this disorder. So anything where it raises and the, the profile oh, yeah, of it, the, is best, the best stuff is when you get press for the stuff you do yeah. for your own reasons. Yeah, you know, in, exactly. in that, isn't that a wonderful yeah. thing when uh, you do like a really personal project and you connect with a you know, wide well, number of people? This as well is all free. So you know, the papers are free. Um, I'm not asking for anything. Yeah. I'm just doing it as a, Environmental a nice family. thing to yeah, upcycling. You are you're upcycling. <laughs> yeah, God. Or making a mess, depending on how you but it's, it feels like um, people tend to respond to it quite favourably and like it, I guess. And yeah, you know, here's a the, question. The, the only expense is charcoal and wet wipes, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a I question. do carry wet wipes. I've got a question. Have you done it? Have you done it on like a late night tube when you've got yes. drunk people yes. on there? And I've gone down. Uh, I had a group of drunk boys pull the charcoal out of my hand and throw it across the room Joking. and uh, screw up the drawings and throw them on the floor and I just uh, got out another bit of charcoal moved up the carriage and carried oh, on good on you good so on I was you. like you know what I'm not it's not um yeah it's probably not something they they'd seen before but see if I'd seen them do that I would have got I would have like had an issue I would have got really annoyed and, and had a go at them I reckon well I, I think <laughs> it was quite an isolated train and I think like, looking back I was probably a bit bold to be doing it but I kind of think do you know what it was a nice yeah. it was you can't what I no and it's what I wanted to do but I haven't you know the, the new night tube kind of thinking I need to yeah, I need to do that Absolutely. I read yeah. about a guy that did the night tube for 24 hours and was like on the tube, and I was like, I could do the central line, just go round and round and round, <laughs> drawing and drawing. Absolutely, It'd be yeah. Completely ridiculous. That'd be really cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You should get a filmmaker to do that. That'd be a really good. Uh, 
yeah to, well, do, to do a 24 hours obviously edit, edit, edit it down but that'd be really cool to yeah, yeah. condense that to like an hour documentary for example yeah That's my, my friend um, Oliver followed me for an hour a bit like we're doing today I saw the video yeah, yeah. Nice little film. so that's really great because nice. it's you know it's nice to be able to share what it is on Twitter and things like that where people don't know that I'm drawing them live they might just think yeah. I'm sitting at home doodling all over yeah. paper so it's nice to be able to have that yeah yeah. Nice, really cool. So where can people check out all the, obviously I'll post that in the show notes. Well but, Ben, uh, they have to go to at Liz Atkin on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram which is at Liz underscore Atkin. Yep. And then my website is LizAtkin.com. You're welcome. Cheers mate. <laughs> Cheers, bye. <laughs> Brilliant. Well I'm gonna be doing a lot of shouting about this because it's so Thank you so, so much. Thank you. So. Awesome. Thanks for no, you're absolutely so now pleasure. I'm gonna get on another line and draw all the way into town and nice. then I'll draw it all the way home again <laughs> so how many do you think I did? I'd say six or seven if, no maybe more or seven eight, eight or nine oh, I can tell you I took pictures probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. nice yeah. good work that's not bad. That's prolific. Yeah. <laughs> there you nice. go. Well, cheers, Liz. You're very welcome. I'll shake your hand with charcoal. <laughs> yeah, charcoal. I have wipes. <laughs> no, projects like that are few and far between in the way that they're so simple in their functionality, but they're so beautiful in the depth. Um, you know what they're doing for the person and for the people involved, I think it's really, really stunning. So go and uh, check out lizatkin.com and go and look at the wonderful video that she's had done. Um, it's really cool. It gives you a really nice kind of brief insight into into the work that she's doing, and it's really, really uh, exciting stuff. So, you know, it's been done by filmmaker Oliver Warren from Dingo Bell Productions, so go and check out Oliver's work too. But it's a nice little video. It gives you an insight into what's going on, and see if you can check out Liz doing the work live. The drawings are great. Um... They look. They add so much life to these banal adverts that we see plastered all over the paper, uh, and it's just really cool. It's really funny. Some of the images she picks and what she does to them, it just takes them into the whole new dimension. So I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much to Liz Atkin. I had the tube journey of my life, and it was just a beautiful experience. And you know, it validates everything that I believe is good with this industry. So cheers to Liz so much for that. Thanks to my sponsors as ever heartinternet.co.uk, illustrationweb.com, printed.com. Go and check out the column I'm doing now for printed.com. Check out the portfolios at Illustration Web. And, of course, go and get your hosting and your username and everything else. Sorry, not your username, your uh, domain name from Heart Internet and all that. And thanks to them so much for supporting this show. It's absolutely crucial. Couldn't do it free every week without them. So... Check out the previous shows, Misled, Gordon Reed, uh, Designer's Block, all going on. We've got the whole archive. We are now 40 episodes in. Can you believe that? Episode 40. Crazy stuff. By the end of the year, it's going to be over 50 episodes. That's pretty nuts. We've been going one year. We've been going a year. It dawned on me the other day. Danny Ellison shared the original post again when it reminded him on Facebook that it had been one year. And I couldn't believe it. So thanks to everyone, right from Danny through to Liz, who's been on the show, who's listened, who's shared, who'd said anything kind, who said anything bad, I don't care. And who's engaged with my show in any capacity, most welcome. Thank you so much, because uh, I really do this for the love of the industry, and I'm glad people are getting something out of it. So get me your feedback at Arrest on the Mix on Twitter. 
hit me up as ever. Hello at bentallen.com. If you've got anything you want to ask, if you want to invite yourself on the show, if you want to suggest a guest, get me those suggestions over. And thanks as ever for listening. Check in next week and I will hopefully see you there. Thank you.